Cucumber Cunts. This is the Shaky Frame Podcast. We talk about movies sometimes. First things first, we're going to give a shout to Mahaley's Grave for letting us use that intro music. Great band out of Carrollton, Georgia. Go check them out. I'm Daniel Sims. I'm Devin Bolin. And today, we're doing what has become one of my favorite movies I've seen in the past decade, probably. Um, it's a stupid, no, a futile and stupid gesture. I thought it was yeah. a stupid and futile gesture. No, it's futile and stupid. You're futile and stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but um, I I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah? A lot. How'd you hear about it? You. How'd I hear about it? I think I think Mary. Mary. Who's, who's in the studio today. If you're not ben- benefiting from the uh, Hanging out feed. in the luxurious Caddy Wampus Entertainment headquarters. Yeah. Nestled between a retired black church and a frequent spot of gang shootings. So, you know, we're living it up out here, man. We're high up in the world. I'm pretty, pretty not, no, not, <laughs> not at all. But anyway. Arguably, um, this is better than the house I live in. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I'm not sure at this point. You know, the, 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 it was a black preacher next door to us, got arrested for embezzling money and possession of cocaine. You know? Hell yeah. Like, the people that are supposed to, because I live in, like, a rental property, and the people that they're supposed to like fix all the shit around us, like just tore up the bottom of the fucking road at the bottom of the hill, and like it's just there. It's just fucking rocks and mud, and like eighteen mile long fucking crevice you're supposed to cross to get to yeah. your house. It's horse shit, you know. I got an old man that lives in front of me that's liable to shoot anybody if they sneeze the wrong way. Like, I, but here, you know, at least I can expect where the violence will come from. Yeah. So a stupid and futile gesture. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, and it it's about. The people who really shaped my comic, like my comedic sense of humor, it's about the man, the men who started uh, National Lampoon, mm-hmm. which was a magazine in the seventies. Yeah, think? I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm a little fuzzy on the chrono chrono chronology. Chron- chron- fuck me in the ass, dude. The 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 order of events, but yeah. I feel like in the early seventies, probably when that started. Because at the yeah. end of the movie, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm not gonna spoil that yet, but. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Go ahead. Just you take um, it from here, because I'm so just fucking everything up today. He went. He went to Harvard. Yeah. Um, Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. They made. Uh, they wrote the uh, Board of the Rings, which I did not know existed, and I want to read. Me too. And it was basically a spoof book of Lord yeah. of the Rings. Um, which is so yeah, they were basically a spoof of the Phantom of the Opera. Everybody knows that. <laughs> they were on. Um, <laughs> they were on the committee that wrote the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. And they got out of school. They were thinking about going to law school. One of them was going to law school. <laughs> Time out. I got to interrupt you. I'm sitting here listening to you tell me this story and like absorbing it and just disregarding the fact this is the story of the movie. Like I was engaged. No, like I was just trying to figure out where's this going? When, when, when's the dragon going to show it's about up, dude? To take a turn. No, like I completely forgot that we were reviewing the movie about the story you were telling me. <laughs> Continue. But, um,. And one of the guys, what's his, ah, fuck, I forget his name. I got it wrote down. Um, no, he, he decides he doesn't want to go to fucking law school like his parents wanted him to do. He wants to go on and create a national magazine. Th- there's laws dedicated to fucking? He, he doesn't want to go to school. fucking law school? I would want to go to fucking law I school. I want to go to bird law school. To what? Bird law school. Bird law school? Yeah, specialize in bird law. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> That's from Always Sunny, man. I'm out. With Charlie I'm out. Kelly. I'm out of that shit, bro. Like I, I, 
I decided I wanted to watch Always Sunny, and then it's not on fucking Netflix anymore. Yeah, fuck you, Disney. Let's no, go ahead and say that. What made me really want to like watch Sunny was seeing Charlie Day on Hot Ones. Yeah. I have watched Hot Ones is so many episodes dude. of Hot Ones. Dude, I want to bring this up. Okay, I, this is just an observation. We're going to start off rambling today. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about the movie at the end. But I'd love to because I, I love it. No, I movie. do too. I have nothing but good things to say about it. Like This yeah. probably is going to be the highest number I give a movie. Yeah. And I gave Dewey Cox, you know, seven out seven out of ten yeah. smack-a-doos last week. Oof. No, but going on, like, what bugged me about Hot Ones is I watched it in sequential order. I, wa- I watched it by season. At first, I hated the host. Yeah. I thought he was bland. Just didn't say anything. But then I realized when he started getting the guys that I look up to and enjoy anyways, Burt Kreischer. Thank you for showing me him, dude. He has made my life so much better. Action Bronson, when he's got these just gigantic personalities on there, I see the benefit of having a host that is not this gigantic personality in himself. Exactly. Exactly, because I know it's like, like the ranch for the hot wings. Do you yeah. hear what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I like and I like what Burt Kreischer said about it. It kind of breaks down that wall that everybody has when you eat that hot ass food. You can't, dude, you can't. You cannot lie, you pretend to be something you're not. Mm-mm. When the, the inside of your ass is burning yeah. from something you put in your mouth. Exactly. I get that. And so you you Two really get herpes. to see these entertainers kind of in their realest form, mm-hmm. and you've just got the host kind of facilitating the conversation and I love it phallus lady what I, this is the same thing as the fucking lawnmower I don't know in my <laughs> head it made sense and then I said it I was like okay I'm gonna go fucking cut my dick off but anyways um, the movie the movie <laughs> so yeah it's about National Lampoon um, they went on to make National Lampoon magazine mm-hmm. which I've, I've never actually read I've seen some of the covers like the dog yeah. and the gun which is perfect. No, d- How me- the fuck do they get that dog to look over at the fucking gun like that? Like, <laughs> probably shot <laughs> Immediately after watching this movie, I was like, okay. I, like I've, Obviously, I've seen Animal House. Yeah. Formative. Just completely. My dad was a fan of like the Lampoon movies. Yeah. I don't think he's ever read a magazine. But immediately afterward, I was on eBay finding old copies of the Lampoon magazine. Yeah. Because like, that's where I feel like the sense of humor I have, and in a sense you... Has evolved from yeah exactly like that was the stepping point for comedy to become where it is and, for people like me and it, you. It really was because like when I was a kid, you know, watching Christmas Vacation with my family mm-hmm. or Caddyshack with my family, you know, kind of g- gave me that foundation of comedy. Getting older, watching Animal House and kind of understanding that, mm-hmm. just put it up there, and then go, watching what the people they had on like as writers and no, it's, performers. It's, it is it's crazy. Yeah, and watching what they've done later, like Chevy Chase going on to Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. and eventually doing more Lampoon movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I had John Belushi. One of my my favorite entertainers of all time is John Belushi. 100%. His Samurai Delicatessen skit on SNL to this day will make me shit my pants. I see John Belushi in a top knot, I shit my pants. It's that fucking simple. And what I like, like a lot about kind of what they did is they didn't really get actors who looked like the actors but they got actors who acted like the I, I have the a other comment people. to make about that when I saw it and they were popping up the names and shit like eh, and then they hung a fucking hat on it yeah and said these guys don't look 
anything like the real people. But, you know, and I, I appreciated that so much. That is yeah. the number one. I, I'm just going to give you, like, my first takes with the movie. I'm going to try to keep the format rolling. The things that really stood out to me was, one, this movie was directed fan-fucking-tastically. Oh, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. There were, like, half the shots, you know, I'm, like transported to like Starsky and Hutch not the Owen Wilson Ben Stiller one like the TV show like the camera angles the music and shit and then all these third wall breaks and comic strips and shit coming out of nowhere it was like it was just weird enough to make the story that much better for me yeah you know what I mean yeah Um, no I I get exactly what you mean um I actually looked this up because I had no idea who directed this uh his the man's name is uh Oh, wrong page. That's my porno. It's David Wayne. Okay. David you Wayne. ever heard of the name? Nope. You ever seen Role Models? Yeah. He directed it. Really? Okay. You ever heard of Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. Directed it. For real? You, like, ever, he- like you the- ever heard of the movie Wanderlust with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston? I think so. That movie is underrated as fuck, dude. It's Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Jordan Peele's in that movie. It's hilarious. He directed that. Did he direct the original Wet Hot American Summer or the yep. newer one? No. Because they like both. Both of them? He did both Hell of them. Hell yeah. He also has uh, done directing and writing for Children's Hospital on Adult Swim. I don't know if you ever watched that. I've, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, uh, you ever see Super Jail on Adult Swim? No. What? Mm-mm. It's like the precursor to Mr. Pickles. He uh, he was the war- he was the voice of the warden on Super Jail, but like... This, I mean, just seeing the shit that he's done, I feel like. No, I've seen Role Models. Great movie. Yeah. You know, let's go streaking. Like, I've seen Wanderlust. Underrated. No one talks about it. I think it's fuck. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Never cared who directed him. It's probably because I watched him so long ago. But I had to know who the, who, who this ballsy, just 18-pound scrotum-packing man. Because, dude, it take, I, I can't imagine. It takes some fucking nuts. To make those choices and take the risks he did. Yeah. Because not a lot of people are probably going to like that. You know, I agree. But for me, and like Wes Anderson, the Coen brothers, shit like that, it's like, that's my bag. And he's now like, he's he's probably my top five favorite directors. This movie is a trial. I mean, yeah, I can see. I can see how you put him there. Um, But I I like the whole actors playing... Yeah, the other performers. I liked it because they didn't use people that looked like them, but they used people that have kind of taken their spot, I guess, Mm -hmm. as far as that brand of comedy. Mm -hmm. So you got Joel McHale playing Chevy Chase, which I think is perfect. And also you have the added added benefit of him already being on community community with with Chevy Chevy Chase. Chase. Apparently Chevy Chase is a massive twat in real life, (laughs) but goddamn is he funny. Yeah. Mr. Papa Giorgio, bro. (laughs) Vegas vacation. I love that shit. Yeah, and he he wrote a lot of things I didn't realize. Like yeah. he was like wrote a shit ton on SNL, and I had no idea. Um, and you got Will Forte, who I feel like is he's a very underrated comedic actor. You don't see him in a whole lot. He was on um, the show, The End of the World, or something like that, mm-hmm. where he was like the last man on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. And that was pretty fun. Like Will Forte to me is one of the most underrated people out there. He played. But it, he's, he's, he was the main character, right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know his actor's name. His wheelhouse, his wheelhouse is right with like that whole National Lampoon comedy yeah. that you see. So, I, I like that choice as far as casting. 
my number one favorite casting choice of the entire movie is uh, I, I keep I, I feel like an asshole because I keep forgetting the names of these guys. Talking about Dangle? No, that was great too, <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle, dude, bringing it back. I don't know his actual name, but uh, Henry. Yeah, that was Domhnall Gleeson. Captain Hux from Star Wars. Was it really? Uh, Holy Bill shit. Weasley from Harry Potter. Yeah. My man played the role fucking great. Perfectly. And I, th- I thought, because he's a ginger, dude. Like, he's got the yeah. reddest fucking hair you've ever seen. I had no idea it was him until, like, his performance was so compelling. I was like, I got to know who this motherfucker I knew he is. looked familiar, but I didn't know it was fucking. If they ever make a Bob Dylan film, I need Dom Gleason to play Dom- Bob Hell Dylan. Hell yeah. But I, I loved the dynamic between. No, I did too. I, I, Henry I and. I thought it was completely was realistic for. And a friendship of that nature. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I don't think there was anything that was forced. I think it was two really well-crafted characters that just fed off each other. I, I'm going to be honest. We probably say this a lot, but it reminded me of kind of, and this is like the strongest I've felt no, tied I'll, to a character. Whole time, okay, which one am I? Which one are you? Dude, I'm fucking Henry. Yeah, you are. You fucking sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the other guy's name? Fuck. Uh, um, Doug. Doug, yeah. Doug, you're so one hundred percent Doug. I'm just you gonna jump off a of fucking, fucking sixty like that. I can't help that shit, dude. Like I, we talked about this. I had no idea that's what I did because, like, the expression is like with zero to sixty is like I'll take anything and run it as far as I fucking can. Yeah, I had no idea I did that. Honestly, I didn't. And then it was pointed out to me by multiple people, <clears throat> Mary. And uh, <laughs> Mary's my girlfriend. She's going to beat my ass later. But um, no, like, I had no idea I did it. And then, like, then I started, like, realizing it. I was like, God damn it. I must sound fucking insane to people. And I, I kind of <laughs> got down on myself, dude. But, like, that now, makes, it's what makes you you. Man. I've kind of just embraced it, you yeah. know? I'm going to start a fucking uh, uh, vertical farming potato farm, and then I'm going to be the president of the United States. Watch me. <laughs> fucking watch me. You know, yeah. shit like that. Like, I have a thought. Like, like my immediate thought: like, we should do a movie review podcast. The next thought I had, you know, it's not okay. We could should get some listeners. You know, we should start putting out video content. It's we're gonna throw a film festival. <laughs> like, that, it was it was just a snap. Just, that's the that's the two things that are happening here. <laughs> I don't give a shit what happens in between, as long as we throw a film festival. Yeah. But um, and it was it was a story that. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just doing everything in my power <laughs> to pull you off this movie today. It was it was a story that um I didn't know. I didn't either. I didn't like I I had never heard of Doug whatever his fucking last name is. God, I feel really bad because I forgot his name. It's weird to me how something that like I recognize as completely formative and what I think is funny and the type of co- what the fuck was that? I don't know. That was a weird <laughs> noise. And the type of comedy I enjoy. And I had no idea how it happened. Yeah. You know, how much other shit am I ignoring, like, this this triumph to make these things exist? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think that's weird. Like, what else? Like, I'm using a fucking computer and a handheld device right now, reading notes I took in 15 seconds on the QWERTY keyboard setup. Um, John Dolly is in, is another one. What? He's another one of the um, the actors I I feel like has taken the reins from the original mm-hmm. kind of 
uh, National Lampoon actors. He, he was on Crawl Show. He's just a funny guy. Yeah. Um, Zoolander too, and he's he's very underrated. Like I, I, everything I see him in, I like him in, but mm-hmm. you don't see him see him in a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it was it, like it was a ne- I've never heard of Doug Kenny. Doug Kenny, who was he? That was the, the lampoon. God damn it, dude. <laughs> fuck! I told you before we started, this is gonna be terrible for me. No, um, but I, the reason, I, and I feel I don't feel bad about it because I enjoyed the fuck out of the movie to the point that I didn't pay attention to the small details. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't give a shit. It was hilarious, man. I I thought it was great. I did. I really did. Um, I feel like the thing we have to talk about the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take the reins on this. Um, <laughs> Fuck you too, Daniel. Goddamn. I, I mentioned last week, this movie made me cry. Like mm-hmm. I I literally started crying. I didn't cry, but I felt that sadness. It because it takes you on this journey of like Doug Kenny, his zero to sixty ass, creating the most popular magazine in the country, mm-hmm. creating Animal House, one of the best movies ever. Is, is it, uh, it, it's fucking a, Bluto, man. Yeah, it's a hallmark. Of comedy, mm-hmm. creating Caddyshack, which now is a hallmark of comedy. I feel like, as a kid, you have to watch Caddyshack. Nobody yeah, watches Airplane anymore. No, you watch Caddyshack. Um, Bill Murray, exactly. Hand job, bro. Hit me up. <laughs> um, but then you see kind of the descent into drugs that a lot of these people went through in the seventies and no, 80s. dude. The SNL cast in the fucking 70s were not human beings. Hookers and blow, bro. They were fucking veins pumped full of chemicals yeah. with meat suits around them. That's exactly what they fucking were. Yeah. Like, have you ever read about that shit? No, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, like, how do you function? And, like, he, he says it in the movie. Like, I was caught up in trying to keep up with, keep up with like, Chevy and Belushi. And, like, you can't fucking do that because no. it killed Belushi. Yeah. And the fact that Chevy Chase made it through is a miracle of modern science, <laughs> to be honest. I don't understand. Keep going. I'm sorry. Pulled but, you off um, of it. And then, like, you see that descent. And then they give you what you think is going to be, like, his redemption. And because a lot of people haven't heard the story of Doug Kinney. No. The, like... For for example, the older narrator who's supposed to be Doug when he's older. Yeah. The whole time, I thought that was Doug Kinney in real life. Me too. I, I exactly. I was like, okay, we got Doug Kinney, Martin Mull, and I've actually seen him in other stuff. I just didn't know his name, so I mm-hmm. thought he was Doug Kinney. Um, so he goes off into like a tropical land. He's detoxing. Hawaii. Is it? I don't. I didn't. It was Kauai. Ku, Ku, Hawaii. Okay, Hawaii. And uh, he's detoxing with Chevy Chase. No. Favorite scene in the movie, tennis. Yeah, they keep what they keep calling each other just these dirty, just disgusting ass cuss words. And Chevy calls him Ronald Reagan, and he's like Chevy. <laughs> um, Good shit, man. But yeah, and then Chevy calls up a guy, gets coke sent in a tennis ball. They do a bunch of blow. And I love the scene. I love the scene where he's talking to Chevy. <laughs> towel over yeah. his face with the glasses on over it that yeah. killed me and then Chevy's just not <laughs> fucking not there. there um then his girlfriend I guess comes in I love Emily Rosen yeah me too I love her but I cannot see her as anybody but Fiona I can't shame and like I, I fuck it I'm never gonna finish Shameless I'm not why I can't why I cannot do that to myself again it's amazing it's the same thing with Game of Thrones 
All right, spoiler warning. I'm going to talk about some shit. If you have not seen up to the end of season three of Game of Thrones, you're living under a fucking rock. But, spoiler warning. No, like, I'll probably never finish the Game of Thrones TV show. Yeah. I won't. I'll finish the books when if Martin doesn't die before they're fucking done. But I'll finish the books because it, it, it's more real in a different sense. But watching the TV show, like, I get acquainted with the faces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not just this it, it, uh, this picture of somebody in my mind. It's an actual person. And seeing the Red Wedding, I have not watched another episode of Game of Thrones since, and I probably won't. It's the same thing with Shameless. I can't. I, it's enjoyable. Yeah. But I, now that I'm not stuck on that shit, I cannot start it again. I cannot. I don't understand it. Who's your favorite character in Shameless? Getting off topic, but I, I just really want to know. Lip and Carl are tied. Really? Yeah. I love I love Carl's just transformation because he goes from mm-hmm. like goofy, aggressive kid to fucking thug drug dealer. Yeah. Back to like white kid going in the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love it. I haven't got that far, but cool. Now I ain't got to watch it. <laughs> now, my favorite two, Kevin Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's pretty good. I think Mickey's one of the best written characters ever. And I love Kev because he reminds me of you. (laughs) Tell me he doesn't, dude. When you had your long hair. I have two black babies. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Fuck it. You know? But, um, so they're doing coke in Hawaii. (laughs) And his girlfriend comes and basically gives him an ultimatum. You are dedicated to this. I am. I want to get through this fucking movie. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying my fucking best. Um... And then his girlfriend comes, gives him an ultimatum, and he hikes up to a fucking cliff. Mm-hmm. You never see him jump off, but it's assumed he jumps off. Um, and then then it shows his funeral, and everybody's sad, and he's basically just a ghost, kind of standing there, just for storytelling purposes. Yeah. And. Everybody's sad. Like, all these great comedians are standing there sad, talking. And then Henry shows up. And Henry's the only one. He's He's been the meekest. Like, he's a funny guy, but he's not no, fucking he's crazy off the No, he's the least domineering the person yeah. in the room. And he starts a fucking food fight, which has kind of been a running gag throughout the movie. It has. And it uh, it just it touched me, man. No, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I thought it brought the, the story full circle. I thought it brought, like... Henry's character full circle and seeing Doug like standing there with old Doug. I mean, like watching his father like enjoy himself and shit yeah. like that. Like there's no greater gift. I feel like that man could have. Exactly. You know, but like that, that, that shows me like what having love and like, ha- like having people that love you actually is. Yeah. It's not, they're going to be sad when you die. It's going to, they're going to celebrate your life when you yeah. die. When I die, he, I'm probably I'm the same way. Like I don't want people to stand at a fucking funeral home and mourn. Mm-hmm. I want there to be a fucking party. And I like I want people that would understand me enough. I'm gonna nut on your face, dude. I'm sh- if you have an open casting, I am nutting up your nose. That's th- that that makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm not. Gonna you lie. better not fucking die before me then. Okay. Now I'm I'm saying this on air, so there's fucking proof of you agreeing to this. When I die, lower me into the ground. To Crowbar's cover of Dreamweaver. I will. Please, God. There's nothing else that anyone could do for me in life than do that for me. Yeah. One thing I do want to bring up I'm a little confused on. 
I feel like you probably may have caught it. Okay, so Henry goes to the clifftop. Well, Doug, Doug goes to the clifftop, yeah. cuts to Henry's house. He's having a dinner party. Yeah. Answers the phone. You don't hear anything on the phone. Like it, it, it's just complete. It's like radio silence. Is that Doug calling Henry to apologize? Mm-mm. But no. that's the way I took it because at the end, Doug says something about uh, Henry never accepted my apology. Yeah. So it, what, did he call and apologize? Well, while he's on the phone, you see Henry like bow his head. Yeah. Somebody called and said okay. Doug jumped off a cliff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what happened. And then it jumped straight to the funeral. Yeah. No, just seeing his fucking glasses and shoes right there, I that it, it, it hurt because I I like I an hour and a half I learned to love this man. Yeah, and it caught me so off guard. Like I was not I was not prepared. At I all. didn't know he died. <laughs> I didn't. I, I thought this old ass man narrating this fucking movie was him. Exactly. Biggest plot twist of the year, I, dude. It was impressive. No, and like it was sad because at that point I had realized like. This man ended his life because of the effects of making things that have brought me entertainment. Yeah. That's, like, I, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> like, thank you. Like, sincerely, and a thank you. You know? Like, I like, I want to shake his hand and tell him thank you. Let's go. Fuck it. I'm going to start the rapture right now. He, he killed himself because one of, what's heralded as one of the best movies, comedic movies ever made. Was Caddy sh- check, right? Yeah, was shit on. That's like when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give it some time, man. Cult classic, dude. Yeah. Most of my movies are cult classics. Like yeah. my favorite. Well, I've never made a film. Most of my favorite movies are cult classics. Completely. Um, I'm happy about this movie because it was a Netflix original. Netflix is kicking so much fucking ass, dude. With TV shows. Yeah. Their movies have struggled a little bit. Okay. I. I. I, I their, their movies. We've done one. We did War Machine. Yeah. Brad Pitt was fantastic. Brad Pitt was fantastic. Okay, That's same thing. Death Note. I don't know if you ever watched. I, never watched I don't it, know if you ever watched the hentai. I mean, the anime. <laughs> uh, Death Note. Fucking atrocious. It was terrible. Yeah. The manga is good as shit. I've read some of it. The yeah. show was dope as fuck. I mean, I like anime. Like, and what's What's the one with uh, but, uh, Will Smith? Uh, Bright. I haven't seen that. I watched. My like brother said it was good, so that probably means it's shit. I watched but, like the first ten minutes of it and fell asleep. <laughs> So. No, but Death Note was shit. But Willem Dafoe basically playing the Grim Reaper is yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. They've they've had some solid actors in these movies, but this is the one that didn't have like the massive name, and I feel like it's the best that they've made. Uh, no, yeah. like if Mary had not shown me this movie, I probably would have never fucking heard about it. Yeah, there's been no media coverage, nothing. Like Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 66, and I'm surprised about that. Uh, that's bullshit. They gave Thor. I can't. A 98 <laughs> percent, and they gave this movie a fucking 66, dude. If they, oh fuck, inspired <laughs> as a comedy, go fuck yourself, Rotten Tomatoes. Thor was not inspired as a comedy. If they shit on the comedy of this movie and said Thor was inspired as a comedy, I'm strangling someone. <laughs> the greasy strangler. I'm the greasy again. fucking strangler. I'm the greasy Denise strangler. <laughs> How come it's funnier when you rhyme words? I don't know. You know, like, come, lawnmower. (laughs) It's an internal rhyme, dude. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. What were we talking about? Where were we at? Uh, We're about 30 minutes in. God damn it, dude. (laughs) Again, there's like five minutes going by. Yeah. Every time. Um, We're talking about the ending. Let's talk about, like, scenes. What's your favorite scene in the movie? I already said mine. Tennis scene. I feel Mine, like it, mine's the funeral home. Like, oh. 
Yeah. Because oh. it just it brought me so many emotions. It brought me overwhelming joy, somewhat sadness because this man's life is over, but also like the joy of knowing that his friends would carry on his legacy and not just kind of wallow mm-hmm. in the fact that he died, you know. Yeah. And they'll have him they'll have him with them because he left that kind of impact on them. He left the impact enough where they would know to not just stand around being sad, to have a fucking food fight and celebrate his yeah. life, you know? Like like And that's that's what I hope I can do to my friends. Like, I don't that's why that. it got me. I mean like yeah, he's dead physically, but like the spirit of the man will live on forever. No, forever, because like, like you're only truly dead when the effects you've had on people and society are forgotten. Yeah. You can't like I didn't know about it before this movie, like really that story, but like you can't like Animal House. Like I don't care. Fifty years from now, Animal House is still gonna be a classic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it will always be a classic because it it changed mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. You good? There it is. No, like one of the things that I thought was an interesting choice, direction wise, that paid off. Fantastically. Fuck, now I got that shit. What'd you do to me? Gave it to you. No, I thought it paid off fantastically. Was, okay, when his first wife, don't remember her name. I don't know. So he's starting to fuck marshmallow titties. Yeah. Okay, he's about to to fuck her. Cuts to a comic. Immediately, I was like, this son of a bitch, what are you doing? It was a comic strip. I love it. I thought it was fantastic because the still frames showed more than any like video could have for me. And that and I think like a fucking love triangle scene where <laughs> people are getting heated and intense. No, it would have pulled me out. Yeah, it it would have been almost too heavy for this movie. And like no, I feel like that's a great that's a great point, Daniel. But I really okay. feel like they kept it as light as possible until that fucking ending. Yeah. Completely intentionally. Yeah. But going back to the comic scene I love the way they brought it back because the last line is uh, goodbye, Doug. And then it cuts back to the film part and you hear her in the background say goodbye, Doug. Yeah. Thought it was brilliant. It completely. was. It was amazing. I, I, I don't have a complaint about this movie. Not a single one. Like, um, I'm going to try to think of one. I don't think I can, though. I, like, I, I can't. I don't have a... There's nothing I can think of. I've only watched it once. Mm-hmm. That was about a week ago, but there's nothing I can think of that pulled me out or just like I didn't like. I can't complain about this, but I'm going to. I shouldn't. Some of the of Doug's decisions momentarily were irrational for me. I feel like they're not what he would have done. But then as we go into the movie and I get a better idea of who Doug was. Yeah. Okay, totally would have fucking done it. He exactly. was off the wall. <laughs> yeah. My one of my favorite thing okay. What's the actor's name that played Chevy Chase? Uh Joel McHale. Fantastic job. But so Doug's like, you want to see what ten thousand dollars of cocaine looks like? Opens the tray, leaves it open. Chevy Chase comes back, it's got a plate with two bagels on it. Sees the coke, throws them away and starts scooping scooping fucking cocaine <laughs> into the plate. <laughs> Fucking cocaine. I mean, that's that's what their life was, dude. I can't. Can you fathom like that? No. No, because we what we got drunk what, 
three weeks ago. Yeah. Got pissed drunk on some Bud Light Platinums at a lady's <laughs> house I've ever met. But, like, I, I did that. It's the drunkest I've been in multiple years. Probably won't get that drunk again for multiple years. <laughs> I can't. I hate being, like, out of my mind. Like, I hate being under the influence of things to, like, a, a, an excessive point. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Coke, though. It doesn't really take you out of your mind. It just kind of amps you up. Mm-hmm. But still, it wasn't just Coke. Like, they were drinking constantly. They were smoking shit tons of weed. I mean, weed back then was some dirty fucking rag shit. Yeah. I was talking to a man that shall remain un- remain unnamed. I was talking to him because in his younger days, he's much older than I am. Younger days, he was talking about he used to smoke pot all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, like every day, like constantly. He's a pothead. And then he quit for like 10 or 15 years, and he went back. And this was like, I think in the 90s at this point. It was early 2000s, and he tried smoking weed again, and he got so fucking high, he couldn't move. Because, like, weed has went from, like, this dirty, like, kind of heady, like, nice light high to, like, people are making shit so fucking strong now. and You can't. Like, that's why I don't smoke weed, dude, because I get get too fucking high every time. I get too high. I get super quiet to the like the point where it's weird no you, you and then accuse when I do me say- who you've known for multiple multiple years <laughs> of like no are you fucking with me okay we're, we're at my buddy's house right oh and i think were we still in high school we just graduated i think we've been out for less than six months no we've been out for a year are you sure uh-huh because it was after i went up to Carrollton. okay excuse me We've been out for a year, right? She gets blurry around then because I was just doing nothing with my life, so there's no (laughs) distinguishable landmarks. Yeah. But we're at my buddy's house, and, you know, I declined the reefer. I don't don't want any of that shit. And you you don't. And and down here, he ripped what you call a flow, which is a water. Let's preface it with I had not smoked in probably three to four months, so my tolerance had dropped substantially. Mm -hmm. And then, like you were saying, we ripped a flow. Which is a, it could be any type of bottle, but you burn a hole in the bottom, you take the top off, you put a little socket in it, fill it full of weed, you fill it full of water, put your hand, put your thumb over the hole. It's a gravity bong, essentially. It's yeah. a redneck gravity bong. So he rips one of those guys. You know, we're laughing, hanging out. I smoke a few cigarettes. He smokes a few cigarettes. Everything's fucking fine. Fine and merry, just fucking dandy for like an hour. And then shit does not go fine. Daniel just gets quiet as fuck. And, like, we're all talking, and the conversation naturally falls into a lull. And she's not fucking said anything for, like, 45 minutes. He's just like, you guys fucking with me? <laughs> what? You're fucking with me? What the fuck Ooh. do you mean? He's like, I just feel like you guys are fucking with me. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, I feel like you guys keep telling me shit to do, and I habitually have to do it. We haven't I don't talk- even think that's how you say like, how you use habitually. I just used it in that. No, you, but, like... That's that's what you said. I remember no, this no, to de- like to my day, yeah, to my day, until <laughs> <laughs> my death. But like, we hadn't talked even forty five minutes because you've been hanging out. Is that the same night Josh's eyes broke? Yeah, Josh was doing crazy, sh- and I think what happened. I remember, I remember what exactly Let's deconstruct happened. this moment. So, Josh was doing all sorts of crazy shit, like he does when he gets like yeah, blasted. Yeah, yeah. And so we were all looking and laughing at Josh, and I would look over. And you'd tell me to look at Josh because he was doing funny, <laughs> crazy shit. And so I'd snap my head <laughs> and he'd be doing something. And I'd, I don't know, I'd get bored with what he was doing. So I'd just start looking around. You'd be like, look. And so I kept doing that and that happened over and over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, 
keeps fucking telling me to look, man. <laughs> and I feel like I have to when he says it. I fucking snap my head. No, dude, but like, we went outside because I got you to come outside to smoke a cigarette because I knew that might calm you down. Like, you calmed down a little bit and like, our buddy was, it was the buddy's house we were at was just like, I feel like you were about to kill us, dude. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna kill me. And we, then we did the worst thing fucking possible for you. We went we went in the bedroom, all t- laid down, and turned on Twilight Zone. Why the fuck that makes sense? We're going to take this man who's too high, thinks some of his best friends are going to try to fucking fuck with him, apparently, yeah. and put on the Twilight Zone, and we all go to sleep, <laughs> you know? But I'm sorry. We didn't take wow. good care of you that it's night. It's all good, man. The last time I did a pot was <laughs> last summer. Got high on pot news. <laughs> I'm high on pot news. It's a uh, Key and Peele joke, not mine. I did not come up with that. But uh, the last time I did a pot was last summer in story time. Okay, we, you know, edibles, they're a thing. They are. So I have a friend that smokes a lot of weed. So I don't know who brought the idea up. And like I again, like all my friends, you know this, all my friends know I don't really fuck with pot because yeah. I, I get too high and I would rather be the sober one. Cause I'm already a jackass and I'm not trying to be a double jackass, but, uh, somebody brought the idea up that we should make pot brownies. So it was all planning. And then I was like, fuck it, dude, I'm going to take that week off work. I'm going to eat a pot brownie. Yeah. So we all throw in for this weed, right? To make, to make the pot brownies that I'm going to ingest in a minute beforehand. I feel like it's proper planning on, uh, my part and someone else's, we go to Walmart and spend $100 on fucking food. <laughs> we had donuts. We had pizzas. We had all kind of shit. We go out there making the pot brownies. Hanging out, smoking cigarettes, and then they're done. And the other three people of this four-party group eat a quarter of a pan. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I should probably should not eat that much. So I like got him to cut a, leave a little sliver off. So I ate probably... Two thirds of a quarter of a pan. Yeah, I'm not doing the conversion for that. Two <laughs> thirds of a quarter of a pan. You know, because like I wanted to get high, I'd put I'd put a decent amount of money into this. I didn't have anything to do the next day. Yeah, want to get stoned. <laughs> the next hour, we're just walking around talking and bullshitting and shit. I'm like, damn, I'm not fucking high at all. You know, like I'm fine. Go out. I wasn't smoking cigarettes at this point. I was vaping. I was part of the vape nation, bro. <laughs> But I go outside and I think they're smoking more pot. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, how? Why? It had, like, why? And then I go in and I sit down. Had been standing the whole time since I ingested the pot. Went and sat down. Nothing happened. I was expecting, okay, I sit down and relax. It's going to hit me. Nothing happened. And then I realized I'd been sitting there for like 15 minutes and having a conversation. I had just caught up with my brain. Like, oh, shit. Cool. And then I just looked at my hands. I've got fat-ass hands. Sausage fingers. Those not benefiting from the video feed. They look like fucking baseball gloves. Sand-fisted. Oh, fuck. That was a good one. But I look at my hands, and for some reason, my hands are the most divine invention on Earth ever. Like, I can make such articulate (laughs) motions and and things with these fucking... meat gloves you know and then it's when i realized i was pretty fucking high so then i think one of our friends starts playing a video game and we sit and we all sit down on this couch and we're watching him play this video game i am an antsy person i like for the most part 
when I'm in a social situation, I don't like sitting. I like having conversations or doing shit or, you know what I mean? I feel like if I, I can go sit at home by myself and jerk off. I can't jerk off in the social situation, so why am I going to be here if we're just going to sit? I'm going to get to the point eventually. I fucking promise. So I'm sitting there, right? And it's me, somebody else, and then our buddy Josh. We're hanging out there. And I had just heard this noise. Josh is sitting over there. Then I hear the other person beside me start doing it. Then I join in. It's this chorus of lip smacking, just gum smacking wet noises. And I was laying there and then it quieted down and I realized I couldn't move. It's like, okay, I'm too high. I don't know how long I sat there, but then I, then Josh started the lip smacking shit again. And then the chorus of crickets all chirped up to follow it. Me being included. And then I realized this is the last sound I'm going to hear before I die. And I'm not <laughs> upset about that. So I, I was gonna, I was just going to let myself die. That's how fucking stoned I was. So finally, after like 19 hours, you know, we ate the brownies at like 830. Like 19 hours, we get up, it's 1030. I need to go home. I have to go home and sleep in my bed. I can't hang. I get in my truck, and, and, and there's this tree here, and there's a tree like 50 feet next. I make it from the first tree to the second tree and decide, I cannot fucking drive. So I'll make somebody else who ate way more than I did drive. <laughs> so we finally get home and go to sleep, and we wake up the next day. I d I, this is just a blank moment in my fucking life. I have no idea what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I end up in Noonan, which is a town up above where we live. Like we wind up in Noonan. I get there. I'm like, why the fuck did I decide to come to Noonan? You know? Yeah. Just go sit in a Barnes and Noble for two hours. Not looking at books, nothing. Just fucking sitting there. <laughs> and that's when I realized again for probably the third or fourth time, I can't fuck with pot, dude. <laughs> so like yeah. taking that experience and moving forward, like I could not live the lifestyle of like Belushi or Chase yeah. or somebody. I, I can't fucking do that, dude. I can't. If I were to hit a joint right now, I'd be putting my well, dick in light sockets in like ten minutes. Well, joints and blunts don't don't hit me quite as hard. But if I rip a flow, or like edibles, edibles are a different animal. Like no, they're aren't they like ten times more psychoactive on yeah, you? Yeah, they're like yeah, they're basically more psychedelic instead of. It's the number. That's the number one thing I hate about getting high on pot. Is the way my face feels. <laughs> I just, I literally feel like my eyes have swollen. And I look like this big, like amorphous fucking fly creature. And I can't stand it. I hate feeling that fucking dusty, dude. Yeah. It's like I'm like my granddad's dick or some shit. No, I had a friend who, uh, she got pot gummy bears mm. from somewhere. Fucking gummy bears are death, dude. Yeah. Gotta she eat ate, one leg at a time. She ate one, a whole one. Oh, shit. I think they were low milligram count. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's sitting there, she's like, I don't feel anything, you know, I was like, don't fucking do it, I know what you're thinking, don't fucking do it, so I'm gonna eat another one, I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, she eats another one, okay, so she's sitting on the couch, lean back, I see her lean up, stand up, scoot back, and just sit there for a second, and then she pops up and goes and walks outside, I was like, oh, she's too fucking high, she's (laughs) too fucking high, so then she's convinced she's dead, I've been there. Yeah, like convinced she's dead and (laughs) 
like outside of her body. I'm so weak with fucking drugs. I get that way when I get the hot sauce hot. Like I get the buzz from eating hot wings. I'm, like, I'm fucking dead. You know um, what I mean? And then she, then she, time starts confusing her. She'd look at her clock, or she, she would look at her phone, and it'd be like one minute past the last time she looked at it, and be like, I feel like it's been 15 minutes. Oh my god, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? And so she wouldn't let me leave. I had to stay there with her because she thought that she was dead. And if I left, she was just going to wither away and die. So, yeah, edibles, just just give it two hours after you eat one to let it hit you. It took, I'd say about an hour and a half for yeah. me, and I died. Even at an <laughs> hour and a half, give it, give it two. <laughs> like, I get that way, like, not that to that extreme, but I, like, substance, like, not substance abuse, but substance usage, like, substance usage affects me in ways... That I don't appreciate. Like, again, three weeks ago, drunk, got drunk on some Bud Light Platinums. Fuck you, Anheuser-Busch. But, you know, like, we were having a dope-ass time. We were listening to fucking rap music from 2006. And They're Code banging. Orange. And Code Orange. Yeah, dude, hold on. This is my favorite thing fucking ever. We played Flip Cup, which is like the redneck fucking college party game to Fiddler. That's so fucking <laughs> badass, dude. We played, flip, we played Flip Cup to Cocaine by Fiddler. Fuck yeah. And that's when I got too fucked up. Flip cup, fuck. <laughs> Dude, because, like, my whole thing is, like, I'm not going to flip that cup well, so I have to chug it fast as shit so exactly. I have time. I cheated like a motherfucker. Let half of it pour out of my mouth, and it, like, all gets absorbed in my beard, so you can't tell. Yeah. And then after we're done, I go shake it out off the porch, you know? But, no, like, we were having a fun-ass fucking time, and, like, you know, you went inside, came back out in your underwear, went back <laughs> inside, came out fully clothed. Naruto ran around the fucking yard, face surfed in the gravel, and went to bed. The other people left, and I'm just sitting on the porch. I was pretty fucking drunk, and I'm sitting there, and like, I just had this a pretty fun fucking time. I wouldn't mind if I died right now. Started looking <laughs> for cars coming down the road, and I don't know why. I have no reasoning for it. I just can't handle, like highs or drunks and shit yeah if i get past like the comfortable buzz area i die <laughs> and then dude i was so proud because you felt like shit and i didn't and we drank around the same amount i think yeah. you drank like probably two beers more than i did you drink more than i do to be fair but like you're in the bed and I'm like, ah, he feels like shit i feel fine and i go to sleep and i wake up at like three and i do not feel good i'm in a cold fucking sweat I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to throw up. God damn it. And I get up, and as soon as my fucking bare foot touches that cold-ass bathroom tile, just, just fucking everywhere, and I decided then I'm not going to drink for several months. Yeah. What got me was, I know my limit. Yeah. When I get hiccups... That's when you stop. It's time to cut, like, it's time to go to bed. Because if I even stay up, I'm going to puke. Yeah. So I try going to bed, and one of my friends, she comes in there, and she's trying to get me up, gets me up, fucking, I'm standing there. I'm like, let me put clothes on. No, you don't need clothes. Just come outside. I come outside in my fucking underwear. Smoke a cigarette with me. Yeah. Appreciate the gesture. Yeah. It's cold. So I'm like, let me go put some fucking clothes on. It was put like pouring on. down rain. It wasn't pouring. It was, it was misting. When you came back out? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because then I went out. Well, what at what point was it pouring down rain? It was never really pouring. Yeah, it was. No, it just, like, rained steady. Got too fucking drunk, then. <laughs> My bad, bro. But, yeah. So, like, if I go to bed, don't fucking wake me up. Because no, nothing good is going to happen. Let's talk about how fucking terrible we are at party games. Yeah. 
<laughs> we yeah. I think we went like zero and six in flip cup, and I don't think we won a game of pong. I think I think we won one. I don't remember. I think we're we're okay at pong. I could play. It's just we played one game. Yeah, I got warmed up. I had not played pong in a long ass fucking time. Yeah, I got warmed up, and then oh, let's play flip cup. <laughs> okay, we played once. It's like okay, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm gonna get too drunk too fast. Let's keep playing. Fuck. Okay, fine. So by the time we start playing Pong again, like my eyes are crossing it and my dick is like doing this fucking curvy thing. It's like a duck penis it does when I'm drunk. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So then I couldn't hit shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've said you know what I'm saying more on this podcast than I ever have in my life. Have you I told a celebrity I was going to give him a hand job today yet? Yeah, you said Bill Murray. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. You do it without even realizing it now, don't you? It's just, I, but like th- I say that shit when we're not on a podcast. Like that's just something I say. I probably like, like why the fuck? Okay, you know how like when somebody dies, you give sympathy gifts. Yeah, you, know, you give like flowers or like, like you go to the house and you bring like casseroles and shit and food. You know to make, take the load off. You know make them feel better. What could make somebody feel better more in in this time of sadness? Than a hand job, a blowjob, complete no, 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 blowjob's taking it too far, you know, because then there's insertion, but just a completely platonic hand job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I adapted that philosophy. I started giving out hand jobs as sympathy gifts, and it was really fucking weird when my grandmom died. <laughs> Go to the funeral, I'm supposed to be a pallbearer, you know, I'm looking nice, three piece black suit, walking like granddad, you know what's about to happen. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not gonna finish this joke. I don't have it written completely, but true story. Completely a lie, but it was a true story. I think I think you could you could perform that well. No, try and try in your wheelhouse of comedy. We <laughs> we went to a stand up club for the first time. I'd never seen stand up before. What? How much time are we at? Can we get into this today? We're at like fifty. Yeah, we can get into it. Fuck it. No, I want to save it because I want to talk about it for a long time. What? Let's do it. Fuck it. Okay. Now I'm out of it. Now I'm out of the rant. See what I do to people. See what I do to myself. Yeah. Apparently, I've been told recently, uh, my girlfriend left me a few weeks ago. She's back now. Hello, baby. Shot, <laughs> shot me a bird. It's funny. It's cute. I love it when you think she's you She's honestly probably funnier than us. We should just put her on the podcast and leave. She's doing the Vape Nation sign right now. Vape Nation, bro. <laughs> what? What was I about to say? No, but like, fuck, what was I going to say? My girlfriend left me, and like, in that, that time period... I, I I talk to a bunch of people I wouldn't normally talk to, like men, women, dogs, transvestites, just the whole the whole gang. Talk to all of them because like I needed attention. I crave attention, and like this attention I've had for two and a half years was not with me anymore. I didn't know what to do, so I started seeking attention. And I and I've been told by f- probably uh, four people in three weeks that I have a tendency to say shit that you just cannot fucking reply to. You do. You I do. I can't help it. I, I don't know how. Lawnmower. I've kind of developed a muscle as far as replying to you. <laughs> I've developed your muscle. My cat muscle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, we would do a comedy club. I've never seen stand-up. I've, I've watched a lot of stand-up. Yeah. And like, I never want to be a stand-up comedian. Like, that's not my bag, but I do want to perform comedy in front of people. And honestly, I, I had a good-ass time, dude. It was fun as fuck, dude. I like the energy. Yeah. I like the energy of that place. Relapse Comedy Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. It's just a fun place. It's chill. 
Devin made the observation it smells like a tattoo shop, which I, I agree I, with. No, it's that green soap they use. After yeah. you get your tattoo, I don't know why, that shit just brings me peace. Like, yeah. when I smell that, I'm like, this place is clean. Yeah. It's a bunch of artistic people with no judgment. I can smoke cigarettes somewhere around here. They yeah. got a bar. Like, I, I loved it, man. I loved the feel of the place. And for example, we go smoke a cigarette, come back in. I open the wrong door and try to walk into the sound booth. Like, Oop, my bad. And the sound guy, who's in the middle of talking, just, like, just nods at me. I'm like, okay, I like this place. Yeah. I mean, because it has to happen. Because I almost did it. You went out and we went out and smoked mm-hmm. again. You told me that you did that. And I almost did it when we were yeah. walking back in. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, uh, I don't want to tell any of the material I'm going to try to use on here yeah. yet. But like, after I perform it, we'll give you a synopsis. Well, we're gonna we might film it and put it up on the old website. We might, we might, we might try to do that. I know at the Laughing Skull, I was also like because I was looking into doing open mic nights there. So is that, is that affiliated with? Uh, oh, it's definitely affiliated, but I don't know if it's attached. Yeah. Um, but they, you can pay fifteen dollars. Yeah. When you do your set, and they'll professionally record it. That's it. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. Completely worth it. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I think when we're at relapse, we should record each other and yeah. Well, like, because my thing is like the whole reason I and I've told you this, I'm just gonna tell you again for our fans. But uh, <laughs> they don't exist. But uh, no, like I don't like I don't want to tour the world as a stand-up comedian. I would like to have a special more in the style of American Ham or a Bo yeah. Burnham special than like a Tom Segura or a Joe Rogan, yeah. where it's it's. Or, you know, I, I, it's not the traditional stand-up style, but yeah. I want to do a, a an entertaining comedic show. Like the main reason I want to do it is because one, like I think I, I think you have like you are a funny ass dude. I, like I think your so. jokes are funny as fuck. I want to be able to be the best critic as possible to help you become the best comic you can be. And I think benefit of this partnership. The only way I'm going to be able to to do that is if I go balls into it yeah. and, uh, again zero to sixty, and like you said, we had so much fun last night. I think it just it made you want to do it. No, it did. Know? I again, I crave attention. Yeah, you know, like and it that it's such a great place because like everybody there just wants to laugh. Yeah, they want to laugh at your jokes. If you go up there and tell shitty jokes, they're not going to laugh. Don't get me wrong. That was that was so weird to me because I've never been to a stand up comedy show. This is open mic night on a yeah. Thursday night. You there know, were some I'm, people eating dick, dude. It was I, hilarious. I, I've never been to a like a, a stand up thing, and like I've been to a bunch of concerts. Yeah, you know, and most like, and I, I've I've participated in a bunch of battle of bands at the old Masquerade in Atlanta yeah. and shit like that. And with like a rock and roll show or a metal show, half the people in there are not there to like you. Yeah, like, they're just fucking there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the vibe I get. Like when we played at the Masquerade the first time. And we played later in the slot. Like, I, I thought we played terribly. Now, I thought we played fantastically. Then, that's the shit about time. It'll fuck you up. But, like, uh, nobody there wants to like you. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. And it's from every concert I go to. Like, I went and saw, it's probably one of the coolest shows I ever saw. It was American Sharks, Corrosion of Conformity, and yes. War at the heaven at the old what masquerade the fuck hell yeah dude it was so dope i'll never see gore again in my life and i'm glad <laughs> i saw him once but american sharks is a pretty they're still a pretty underknown band yeah you know they're a very niche band and i got fucking the, party music i man, got in man. the pit you know yeah 
But I was just watching people and like no movement. They're standing there with their arms crossed. They don't want to enjoy this. Like, I know. They're, they're I know, there I'm, to I'm, see gore. They're there to see corrosion and conformity, and that's all they care about. I've never understood that. You go to a concert to experience it. No, exactly. And it's not just it's not just the music. It's like the environment. That's why I like to jump in pits. God damn it, mosh pits are fun. They're fun. No, and that's like shaky knees. I'm gonna say this, then I'm gonna make my point. So most concerts you go to, like people don't give a fuck about the openers, especially if they're local openers. Yeah. Promise you that, because we opened for THC, which is like a semi-mid-level like rock and roll band. Texas Hippie Coalition. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking red dirt metal. But we opened for them, and like other than the people that came with us and like the regular concert goers that are there for the reasons I go to concerts, yeah, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Okay, but then I go to Shaky Knees, right? And this is the reason I go. Like This is dope as fuck. I thought about Shaky Knees is a festival in Atlanta. Um, I didn't want to pay a hundred bucks a day for tickets, so I got the tattoo on me. I get in free for life. Dope. But we go to Shaky Knees, and like the band we're there to see that day, pretty much is highly suspect. Yeah. And so we see a couple bands. I see Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. No idea who they fucking were. It blew me away. Electric as shit. I still listen to them to this day. You know, I see Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Weird-ass stage presence, dude, but I still jam to their music. Yeah. I saw the Growlers. Formative. The Growlers are now one of my favorite bands, and I cannot go a day without <laughs> listening to their shit. Yeah. You know, and that's why I like going to concerts. I like finding new shit. I like finding these new experiences. That's why seeing Clutch was so fucking cool for me, because I've listened to every Clutch album front to fucking back countless times, but then you go see Clutch, and you get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But then I went to this comedy club. That is not the environment at all. You know what I'm saying? You go to this comedy club. Everybody is there to laugh. They want to like you. They want to support you. Yeah. They're actively participating in this set you're doing. And I thought it was a beautiful environment. Man. It was. It was amazing. Um, and that's what that. That's why I like the open mic kind of vibe and yeah. scene. Because everybody there, for the most part, if not if they're not performing, they're with somebody who's performing, or they're just there to enjoy comedy, like we were. And they like they most of them understand like open mic nights are not polished sets or even full on jokes. But that's kind of fun. That's the beautiful thing yeah, about it, man. You get to see this raw premise that these people have, mm -hmm. and they bring it up, and they they try to work it out on stage with you, and see what see what you laugh at, and see you know kind of where they should emphasize. It's workshopping, man. Not. Yeah, it's, it, it's just a beautiful thing. That's I why it. I think. The bit I'm going to do at Relapse is going to fail terribly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to rate this movie, man? Let's yeah, get out of here. Let's give it a smack a rating. I'm going a full-on 9. I was going to go 10. You're going 10 out of 10 yeah. smack I'm going a 9. I mean, it, it cracked my it cracked its way up in my top 5. It's probably my number 4. Mm -hmm. um, I, ju I just love it. Like we were talking before, I don't have any real problems with it. Yeah. Um. It gave me intense emotional responses in multiple areas. So it took me from the high of mm -hmm. laughter and then literally crying out of joy and sadness at yeah. the same time. So I'm giving it a 10. I'm giving it a 9 because I've never seen a 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel you. But a 9 is the best compliment I can give at this point. Yeah. Like that's my highest rating. I thought it was directed fantastically. I thought it was written fantastically. I thought it was performed fantastically. I cannot recommend this movie enough. Go watch it. All Fuck right. off. We're out. See you guys. Dicks.